The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left is Bradley's show from Saturday. That's two hours worth of Bradley Dean. If you want to catch that, you can do so up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern. And uh, he'll be live in that little area there. And then on the right side of the page is where we're streaming. So just click on the play button. It'll look a little different than what we've got here. It takes a while for it to populate uh, on my browser. Uh, so just click on the uh, play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got. You can enlarge it full screen. And then look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Uh, join us in the chat on Rumble. I'd uh, love to have you over there. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. 
and uh, please subscribe to the channel. Help us out over there. We're also streaming to beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Also, a number of Facebook pages that bear my name. Um, and then we also have Twitter for whatever that's worth at the Real Tim Brow. Leave off the N off the end of my name, put a two there, the Real Tim Brow two. You're good to go. And then Twitch, twitch.tv. Go over there, uh, Real Tim Brown. You can pick us up there. Also, while you're at sonsoflibertymedia.com, right up from where we're streaming live, there's a place where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Uh, that goes out once a night between 7 and 8 Eastern usually. Sometimes it goes out a little earlier, but usually that's about the regular time. You can sign up for that once a night. And then if you're interested in our ministry email, what goes on in the Sons of Liberty each week, that goes out once a week on Saturdays. You can sign up for that at sonsoflibertyradio.com. Okay, once a week on Saturdays. And then finally, if you agree with our message, you'd like to help keep us out there, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And uh, we do appreciate you guys uh, keeping us out there and doing what we're doing. Now, if you missed it yesterday, we didn't have many people in yesterday, but I had a good time playing DJ, I guess. And uh, we had a lot of uh, instrumental um pieces as well as some that had lyrics to it and i was very careful as to not to delve into the christ mass thing but and but to point back to scripture as to what the birth of christ is and <clears throat> so we did that that is available on my on my channel here uh, my personal channel on rumble music to celebrate the incarnation and it's almost three hours worth or whatever. I was playing some of that at first, so if it sounded a little off, you guys, at the pre-show, it's probably because I'm playing what was streamed. I hope it didn't sound as bad. It sounded kind of muffled. Sorry about that. I probably should have used my my music and, and just did it straight from there. But I, I thought, well, this has a nice fade and everything. So, so we did that. Um, there is one thing I want to play. And, um, you know, I don't I don't get too much into the politicians as far as what they have to say, doesn't matter what side they come from. But uh, this guy was at least saying the right thing. Uh, you know, I don't know what he's doing. I was going to try to pull up his um, Freedom Index rating. And everybody that I've seen, except for maybe one or two um, in the house that call themselves the good guys, right? Thomas Massey, I think even Marjorie Taylor Greene, both of them had, you know, high 90s. You remember Thomas Massey had 100% constitutional voting record. I mean, that's just unheard of. All the other guys, even the, the guys that were the good guys of yesterday, I mean, all those guys are way below 80%, way below it. Uh, it's it's incredible. The, what this guy, this guy's name is Chip Roy. And I want you to just take a listen to what he has to say, and then we're going to bring on our guest here um, in just a minute. Take a listen. Thank the Speaker. I thank the gentleman from Pennsylvania. I can't help but be amused that the gentleman from Massachusetts says that we refuse to come to the table. As if the gentlelady who will soon be the chairwoman of appropriations, Ms. Granger, my colleague from Texas, doesn't want to sit at the table with colleagues on either side of the aisle to come to consensus about how to spend taxpayer dollars, or better stated, how to borrow money we don't have. As if that's actually true. What table is the gentleman referring to? What table does he want us to come sit down and negotiate? It's not this table. I don't have the power to offer an amendment on the floor of the House of Representatives, despite being elected by 750,000 Texans. I don't have the ability or the right to be able to stand up for them and have a debate on the floor of this chamber. Everything the American people is watching right now is a complete sham. It's a fraud. 
a fraud being perpetrated on the American people right before their eyes, right as we head into Christmas. These guys have been doing it for 170 years. This is not something new. 240, what, six years ago, those boys crossed the Delaware. We were dealing with Valley Forge or the boys in 1944 sitting in foxholes in Bastogne over Christmas. And we had 18 Republicans who joined with Democrats in the Senate get on their fancy planes and go home. And we're sitting here trying to do the work of the people. Not spend money we don't have. Not drive up more inflation. Not have 7,500 earmarks for $16 billion for pet leftist projects across this country. What you see here on the floor of the House of Representatives should make everybody ashamed. The People's House. Not one amendment has been offered on the floor of this body since May of 2016 in open debate. The gentleman from Massachusetts dares to impugn the character of the Appropriations Chairwoman Kay Granger and those Republicans he says won't sit at the table, when in fact what you see here is a 4,100-page bill cooked up by a handful of people behind closed doors, brought before the Rules Committee with no ability to offer an amendment, no ability to debate, no actual discussion on the People's House floor. And my colleagues on the other side of the aisle know it. And we're spending money we don't have. Go home and sell your projects. Go home and talk about all the pork you're bringing home. But you're destroying the United States of America. Absolutely destroying this body. The American people did not send us here to do that. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle know that. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle know full well that this body is broken, but do not care. $45 billion to Ukraine. Have we had a full debate on Ukraine? Or did we take $45 billion of funding for Ukraine, package it on a $1.7 trillion bill, invite the president of Ukraine to address this body for theatrics heading out for Christmas in order to jam through a big spending Democrat priority bill that the American people resoundingly rejected in November. For 70 years, this body, when we've had a transfer of power in the Senate, we have not done this in a lame duck. Yet that's what my Democrat colleagues are doing. There are consequences to this. You can't go out and talk about inflation and talk about what the American people are feeling right now when they're trying to fill up their tanks with gas, they're trying to have presents for their families, they're trying to pay their bills, and then come here and dump hundreds of billions of dollars into the economy while the Fed's raising interest rates and people can't afford to buy homes and they can't live and say you're doing the people's work. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle, night before last, were apoplectic that Mike Lee was daring to challenge the idea that we should have a bill that literally prohibits Border Patrol from securing the border. He wanted to try to fix that, try to extend Title 42. My Democrat colleagues rejected it, and I sat here on the floor, and they were more concerned about catching their flights for Christmas, coming to me and saying, we can't be here over Christmas. Well, why the hell not? The American people deserve us to be here over Christmas, actually fighting for them, instead of trying to catch planes while half this body are going to vote by proxy. Half this body's not even going to be here. And they're lying. They're lying on forms saying that they're voting by proxy 
for COVID. And it's a lie. And half this body's going to do it. You know it. And it's destroying this country. I'm not going to just sit here and roll over on this. This is going to continue. The American people are going to know precisely what's happening to them by the people's house. Hmm. Well, you know, they've been doing it for 170 years. Uh, Same stuff. And by the way, it isn't just the other guys on the other side of the aisle. It's the guys on his side of the aisle. Just a few years back, the Republican guy, Donald Trump, signed a $6.2 trillion spending bill that nobody looked at, just like they don't look at these. You want to know why I say D.C.'s got to go? You got to dissolve it. You got to secede from it. You got to pull the fangs out of the beast. You got to rip its heart out, whatever. This is why. They're deceived themselves. They actually think their side is better than the other side. It's no better. It does the same stuff. Now, what he said is true uh, with a lot of things. But honestly, and I my screen here Thanks is kind of frozen up. Sorry about that. Let me see if I can get this off here so I can see what I'm doing here. Anyway, that's I wanted to throw that out there. What he said is some good stuff, but it ought to show you when you look back just a short time, just three years ago, you'll see Republicans doing the same thing. Same thing. And they do it saying they're doing it for the American people, but they're spending money we don't have. $6.2 trillion, That was one bill. Just one. And now he's, you know, my thoughts for veterans is I'm thinking there's some veterans out there when they saw the Nazi Zelensky walk in and start talking just completely disrespectful sodomite that he is and Nazi. I mean, he is a real Nazi. I'm not trying to make that up. I'm sure some of them thought, man, where's where's our boys to just take this guy out while he's here on our soil? Seriously, I thought that. There's probably some veterans who wondered about that. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about today, but we are here to talk about trying to deal with tyranny and trying to deal with crimes. And uh, to do that, we've got a group of doctors over in the U.K., and I think outside the UK, maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm going to let him explain here. Dr. Ali Ajaz, and we've got him again. Uh, good morning, man. Good to have you back to the Sons of Liberty. Good morning, Tim. Thank you so much for having me on. It feels very familiar and, and welcoming as, as usual. Uh, how are you? I, I'm great. I'm great. And it's good to see your face and good to have you back on. And, you know, I watched the 20 minute or so video. We had that up the other day. I also was in on the live thing that you guys did uh, with Kate, interviewing not only yourself, but several other doctors and uh, playing the video for the first time, I guess, sort of officially, if you will. And you guys are trying to team together to get an investigation going. Now, I got to tell you right off the bat, my thought about investigations are we already know what they're doing. We've got the documentation. In fact, you and other doctors and nurses and other people around the uh, across the earth have taken and already uncovered all this stuff. It just needs to be presented, I guess, officially, if that's what you want to say. And it's to stop what's going on and hopefully bring some justice to the people who are doing it. Do you want to tell us what's going on there and how you got started doing what you're doing there? How many doctors involved and and how wide this thing is? Sure thing. I'd, I'd just like to start off by thanking you for your support, Tim, you and your your channel and your and your audience for absolutely helping to to get, get the message out and really in the UK, I think it's been slightly different uh, than in the US and maybe other countries where it, it's been really difficult for doctors to speak out as a group. So there have been individual warriors that have put their head above the parapet and have been attacked and their careers and their lives have been uh, really kind of turned around just for trying to speak the truth. Um, and so so I've become part of a group 
called Doctors for Patients UK that's only been set up a few months ago. And really the objective was to try and get doctors together. So try and get a, a critical mass, so to speak, something that we've not seen before over the last few years. Uh, doctors who are keen to promote the ethics of medicine, uh, the fundamentals of putting patients first, not profits, uh, not government agendas, putting their health and welfare of the patients first, doing no harm uh, and give, giving informed consent, obtaining informed consent from patients when it comes to anything to do with the health. So, so basic fundamentals that have been thrown in the trash can over the last few years. And it's been devastating as someone who's who's worked his whole life in the field of medicine to see everything thrown by the wayside over the last few years. And and, and so we, we, we managed to get a group of doctors. So we've got about about 100 uh, at the moment that have signed up, all based in the UK. Uh, and we run weekly meetings to try and promote evidence-based ethical medicine. And we have speakers from America, from across the world, from UK, uh, g- giving talks on these themes. And a lot of it does, in, does refer back to COVID and the, and the vaccination program. Uh, and one of the things that we've just done is, is a video of uh, about 19 members of the group uh, speaking out. And it's really unprecedented in the UK to get doctors uh, coming together and speaking out against the mainstream narrative, the government narrative, uh, speaking uh, the truth from what they see from their own experiences. And we have a whole range of experts going from oncologists, from cardiologists, from obstetrics and gynecology, pediatricians, general practitioners, a lot of, a lot of doctors that are on the front line that are seeing the atrocities and the, the impact of uh, in particular, the vaccination program, but the, the the overall toll of the last few years and the government policies and the health, uh, public health policies that have been put into place, uh, and and really it's a it's a time to say no more. And you could say it's a bit late that we should have done this years ago, but but I think it has been very difficult for a lot of doctors to speak out. Uh, and and what we found is that there's there's many ways to support uh, the truth. And so some doctors at the moment, unfortunately, are facing uh, unprecedented degree of pressure and censorship. So, so they're working more in the background, but they're still a pivotal part of the group. Uh, and there's a certain amount that feel comfortable speaking out. And, and I guess you're right that you know, we know that th- this has been perpetrated by high authorities. And on one way, you're asking the question, well, you know, you're asking the same people to do an investigation. I think we have to try and appeal to the proper channels that are out there. But we're under no illusion that these people are going to give us a solution. And really, one of the underlying themes of doing a video like this, getting the group together, is to really stimulate others, other doctors, other healthcare professionals that maybe are uncertain or feel alone. Because that's part of the psychological warfare, is that if you speak against the, narrative, the mainstream narrative, you, you're made to feel as though you're by yourself. And this, we really hope, will, will stimulate lots of different people in lots of different areas in the UK and further afield to, to stand up and to say their own piece and to stand up for what they believe in without fear, because there's a, there's a critical mass that, that's developed now. And when you do that, then I think anything is possible when the, the pressure is there, when you've got enough people trying to turn the tide. And it's something we've suffered for a great deal in the UK over the last few years, just the lack of voices, the lack of people standing up together. Uh, and this has really been quite pivotal and important step. Um, over the last few days, we released the video on uh, Wednesday. We got censored from YouTube straight away. Uh, no surprise. Uh, and we're really trying to push the message out there. And, and we're so grateful to, to have a platform like this 
to be able to talk about what we're doing and what we what we hope to achieve. Yeah, we're you know what we're we're all about guys who we talk about this kind of stuff as you know the the people turning talk radio into do radio kind of deal. And uh, you're one of those guys that are that's out there doing something like Kate was and is um, <clears throat> and other people that we have on. It isn't even necessarily dealing with the convids or, you know, any of this health stuff. It's it's other things. There are people out there doing things. we got several people in the chat who are local activists uh, dealing with their school boards, dealing with their county councils, all this kind of stuff. And all that's very important because somebody's got to somebody's got to relay the information. Somebody's got to be there uh, to go be the foot soldier. Somebody's got to be there to be the general to bark out the orders. Somebody's got to be there for the air support. And, you know, you get the idea of sort of a military, how it works. Well, the body, the body works that way. And, uh, and in this fight, it works that way, too. There are people with different gifts, different platforms, different abilities. And uh, we want to highlight the people who are actually seeking to bring an end to this and some justice I'm not just looking to bring an end. If we bring an end to the scenario and we leave the same people in place, and I'm talking about this is a deadly thing. This is not, you know, somebody stole some bubble gum out of the you know, thing or got their hand in the cookie jar with something. We're not people have lost their lives over this, Ali. And the only justice I know when you go and you're knowingly doing that stuff is for you to get a dirt nap. You you don't get to live on the earth with and not, some people shudder at that, I know. And I'm not saying everybody knows I think you do it right in your community where the people know that person. They will do everything they can to seek that person's innocence. But if all the evidence points to their guilt, then they have to put them away. The Bible says you put the evil away from you by doing that. And we become squeamish and not wanting to do that. So what is it that you guys are actually doing? How, how far has this expanded there in the UK? Can you give us some of the, um, the areas outside of England? that some people are coming in from this? Can you name off some people? And how did you guys all get together to start this? So it's as you say, Tim, uh, it takes one or two people to put themselves forward. And what, what you do is you attract other like-minded people. Uh, and so I joined the group in its infancy, but it had already been established by a couple of very brave uh, doctors. Um, and and we really, we really kind of, lent on the channels because there's the individual pockets of people uh, across and up and down the uk uh that are working on this we've got we've got <clears throat> doctors from uh scotland from wales uh, from all across the uk in, in in different areas and at the moment one of the biggest challenges is that um you know doctors still feel under pressure uh about the consequences and so a lot of people are part of the group but they prefer for it not to be advertised and it's this um, uh, it's this pressure that's been put on um, and, and this uh, kind of trap that we're in, looking at the, 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 the structures, and it's something that you refer to. It's the structures of power. It's the structures uh, of authority that have put us in this. Uh, and I agree completely that you know, these things do need to change. Uh, but one of the ways, if we look at the mechanisms, is that these authority structures have used doctors and the healthcare setting as a tool, as a tool to implement their will. And from my perspective, as a doctor, I know I can influence more doctors than I can influence politicians. So it's looking at what, what each of us can do in our own sphere and in our own circles. And by getting doctors together, making it sound as though it's okay, making people feel it's okay to stand up, because I think there's a lot of doctors that that feel the same way, but they feel trapped. 
that they're unable to talk about this in their circles because they'll be labeled as an anti-vaxxer uh, or someone who promotes uh, kind of um, uh, conspiracy theories and all these uh, ad hominem kind of slurs that get banded around, they're unsophisticated, but they get thrown around uh, willy-nilly. And, and people are, are afraid of the consequences of that. But so what we're doing is we're trying to challenge uh, that mainstream. And, and one, of, one of the ways is to understand these mechanisms uh, and, and twofold. So if we're, if we're able to get doctors to say no, then there's no way any of this could have happened before or anything similar is able to happen again in the future uh, if doctors feel brave enough uh, to stand up. And, and that's one of the objectives that we, that we like to do. Can I ask uh, something about that? Just, mm -hmm. just in passing here. Cool. You know, uh, one of the commenters makes a good point. You know, a lot of people have come forward over the past three years. They've been speaking out. They've been being silenced. The, I think one of the great things, though, Ali, is this. It, when they get silence, it tends to draw attention to them. That's, that's an interesting thing. But it gets the attention, I think, in my mind, of the providence of God of bringing his people to hear the truth and leaving the other people outside to be deceived and deluded. Now, the, the obvious question, though, is what is the goal that you're going for? Is it just more exposure? Is it to do what I said, to really bring justice? Is it just to stop it and not bring justice? What is the real goal that you guys have set forward? Because if you don't have, if you just, you know, you're coming together and you're all of one mind saying, yeah, we got to, we got to speak out on it. That's great. But what does that do to stop it? And has have you talked with the doctors you're working with about the cost it's going to cost them? Because it's going to be a lot more if you're going to take this thing all the way. It's going to be a lot more than you get called a conspiracy theorist or something. I mean, you're probably as, as old as I am. You may be younger or older. I don't know. But the point is, is you're probably at that age where that kind of, you know, people calling you names is that was long gone, like 20 or 30 years ago. Uh, but have they counted the cost? of what this might cost them, imprisonment, their life, their their families targeted, all that. Have you talked with any of them about the cost that may be required of them to do this? So, so these are discussions that we have within the group. And it was something that everyone considered themselves before doing a video. It, it, to get to the point as a, as a doctor in the UK to, to make a video uh, uh, as part of the montage of the film that we had, uh, it takes a lot. I don't think anyone does it lightly. So we've got our own group uh, with all the contributors and we have discussions in there. Uh, and I think everyone is acutely aware of what they're putting on the line. Uh, and you talking about what, what are the objectives. So the first objective uh, is for, for people to overcome that fear. A lot of, uh, a lot of the doctors in the video uh, haven't spoken out before like this. Um, and if they can inspire one other doctor to do the same, I think there will be um, a snowball effect where one of the objectives is that we want doctors to wake up to what's going on, to be able to stand up. Uh, and that is something that will take time, but we're in, in no mood to kind of stop here. Uh, and so there's, there's there's further video campaigns that we have planned, uh, conferences, meetings, talks. Um, you know, th this thing is going to expand. It's going to be big. We're going to create a safe space for, for doctors to be able to talk about uh, ethics, to talk about evidence-based medicine in a way that's been silenced. So, so that's an internal objective that we have. 
and something that will grow organically. However, ultimately, we want to be able to influence uh, those people in power to be able to think twice before they do anything like this again. Uh, because if there's a, enough of a critical mass, um, you know, I, I truly believe that that will be part of a deterrent. I think one of the ways we've ended up in this mess is uh, is through uh, psychological warfare uh, and the government employing psychologists and experts in that field to um, uh, affect the mindset of people to silence them into compliance and fear. Uh, and one of the things that we're trying to do is to use the same techniques in the opposite way. So I'll give you one example. There's there's a social psychology theory called the bystander effect, where if if there's a problem and there's lots of people around there, most people will look at someone else to do uh, and go and help the person in trouble. Uh, it's that bystander effect. And what we're doing is that, you know, we're no longer engaging in this. We're no longer engaging in this uh, in this game where we're looking at someone else. You know, I I'm going to do what I need to do and I'm going to inspire others to do it. Um, and and in the in the UK, along around the same time, we've had uh, an MP that's spoken out. And again, that's unprecedented as well. He spoke out um, uh, in Parliament, which is like a government government building um, and gave a tremendous speech. Uh, and he's been vilified as well. But we're seeing we're seeing people behave and speak out in a way that we've not seen before. Um, so it's small steps. Yes. Um, and, and the hope is that this will lead to something bigger to deter things from happening like this in the future. I don't think it's COVID and the whole vaccination scheme is something we can ever forget because it's been a big slur uh, on, on medicine. It's been a big slur. Uh, I, I think in history, it's a big, massive black blot. Um, and we just can't afford for this to happen again. And I think if there are things that are trying to be pushed again in the future, which I think without doubt there will be, we'll be in a much better position uh, to oppose it. Yeah, I, well, I think so, too. Um, of course, you know, we come from the perspective of what God has to say about things. And we've done shows, with, especially with Deuteronomy 28. I mean, to me, it seems so clear as to what's going on here is that we have the judgment of God coming upon at least our land. I believe in your land as well. And the, the part of the problem is that, that some people don't get is God uses wicked men and their desires to bring his judgment. Uh, when we look back in the Old Testament, what we see is what he warned Israel about, you know, sending in foreigners, foreign armies and things of this nature. And he would use Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar had a wicked intent in his heart to destroy the people, to take them into slavery and all that in Babylon. And then later, Babylon was judged for it. And we read about that in the book of Daniel to where Babylon was was overcome by the Medes and the Persians. And, you know, over and over. Why? God's not just doing something willy-nilly. He has a providence. He has a teaching in what he's doing. I think we're seeing some of that now. I think men have trusted too much in other men. No offense to you as a doctor or, or nurses or anything like that, but they have too much trust in men and not enough trust in him. It's not that doctors don't know, learn things about the body. They study it. They learn these things. Uh, they're, they're, as an old theologian said, thinking God's thoughts after him, they're, whether they know it or not, they're following and they're, they're studying the body and they're understanding these things. And the, the problem is, is God has to break down our idols and he's got to tear them down all over the place. And I think one of the ways he's doing that now is in the area of, of quote unquote medicine. 
and he's tearing that down. And all I'm hearing, Ali, like from you, when we had you on with Kate and with Dr. Kaufman and others, is whether they're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ or not, they're starting to come back and they're starting to understand, wait a minute, there are things on the earth the Creator has put here in order to keep us healthy for the most part. I'm not saying that you know we perpetually are well uh, physically, but there are things that are there. And you guys are, to me, that's thinking God's thoughts after him because he's already laid those things out. You guys now are seeking to, it looks to me like you're seeking to restore that kind of uh, integrity within the profession that you're in. So it looks to me like you're one that's trying to repent, as it were, to show people, no, this is this is the way it should be. It should not be this way here with big pharma, drugs, uh, all of the psyops that we see with these things. That seems to be the intent of what you guys want to do. You want to go back to what real healthcare used to be like, where there was a compassion and a care for the patient and their well-being rather than whatever pad your, whatever pad your pocket. Well, I agree entirely, Tim. It's, it's about going back to source. And all these things that have happened uh, have been very exposing. You know, doctors have to look within themselves about what they stand for. Uh, the population, the people have to look at themselves about what, what sovereignty they have in their life. You know, what, you know, do they just follow or do they contemplate and, and then act? And the question is, what do you contemplate about? You know, you've got man and you've got man-made things. But then also there's that um, vertical relationship. You know, where did this become? Where did this come from? Where is the source? Uh, and it's a great time for self-reflection and contemplation for all of us and where we stand on this. Now, whether you know, I'm a man of faith, I believe in God, but you don't have to believe in, in God conventionally to believe that there's a, a higher being, to believe that our bodies and the world around us you know, isn't, hasn't come from a chance, a chance reaction between gases and lightning that this is we're actually designed in the most meticulous of ways. And science has proved that without a shadow of a doubt. And I see no contradiction between being a man of faith and being a man of science. They complement each other when you look at what real science shows. Uh, and it, the, the body has been designed in a way that it looks after itself. We just need to nurture it and nourish it. And we don't necessarily have to mess too much around with it if we've got the foundations right. And what's happened with this whole uh, COVID debacle is that what should have happened with doctors and governments empower people to be able to look after their health, to say, well, these are the, this is how you need to live. You need to not eat junk. You need to sleep well. You need a good purpose in your life. You need good people around you. And you need to live and not live in fear but what we had was the opposite we had lockdowns where people couldn't exercise couldn't go out weren't allowed to go out and breathe the air that they were stuck indoors and all these uber eats and deliveries were blowing up all over the place shoving junk into people's homes um not being able to go to gyms it was the opposite uh so so it, it is a great time for reflection that we've actually been let down and and there's one guarantee in life everyone will let you down man will let you down your fellow man will let you down that's right and you know there's only one who won't let you down 
and 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 that's that vertical relationship we have whether it's god or whether it's a creator or however yeah. people want to want to want to frame it because once you understand yourself your body and the world around you and this is a great opportunity for everyone to do that uh because this is this is the lesson that will be lost from the tragedy and you're absolutely right sometimes you need um something terrible to happen in order to learn from it mm. and you can call it a warning shot or, or, or whatever you know mind the pun uh but you know you have to learn from it as 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 tragic as things are and can be in life you know this doesn't detract from there being a, a creator or a designer well uh, sure I'll, ali yeah. one of the things is is this romans one is clear i anybody that tells me they're an atheist or an agnostic i just say you know you're not you're just you're mad at god you've cut him off you're trying to push him away romans one tells me that that's my foundation the scriptures are my foundation and if somebody deviates from that uh you know they say well you know god is this that and the other well wait a minute god can't be all these different things he can only be who he is and what he is and if we misrepresent him then we've created an idol um and in that if we're going to honor the true and living God, the real creator, the Lord Jesus Christ, Genesis 1, John chapter 1, verses 1 and 3, the man who made the one who made all things both visible and invisible, if we're going to honor him, then we've got to go and do it his way. And I this is kind of, you know, what I, I'm seeing at least the image of God reflected in what you guys are doing in the sense that you want it to stop, you want the tyranny to stop, the oppression, the murders, the injuries, all that you want it all to stop. And but but we've got to bring ourselves one toward repentance, repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. If we don't do that, we are boxing the air. We're going to wear ourselves out. We're going to grow weary. We're going to grow tired and we've got to do it his way. That's the whole thing. And I think you guys have the mindset that you want to stop it. You want to do those things. How among the the twenty or so? Because you got more than than twenty people who are in uh in the video that are a part of the group that you're with. How many people do you have there, and how many countries does that span? I don't think you got to answer that when I asked that a minute ago. So so we we've got just over a hundred, about hundred and ten, hundred and eleven. Last time I checked, uh, doctors. And what we've done at the moment is to keep it to the UK, uh, rather than to have it for, for people internationally. That might be somewhere that we. Uh, something that we kind of grow uh, and, and expand to but at the moment really kind of focusing at home and I think it's really important to be to look uh, look at your circles around you initially before looking further afield and if everyone can do something uh, to improve uh, their own home then you know the whole world will be a much better place and that's really our kind of ethos at the moment to try and to try and look uh, at home rather than rather than further afield because we've got a lot of things to sort out in our own house and um you're absolutely right this this struggle isn't going to end anytime soon uh, we had a recent very in the last couple of days an announcement that uh, moderna had signed an, uh, a contract with the uk government to build uh, a big factory and a manufacturing plant there are plans for mrna jabs for all kinds of conditions or viruses or whatever they want to call it in the future and what's very clear is that there's been there's been international outcry by experts that these are unknown experimental in the sense that we don't know what they will do in the short term or long term or even how they work you know, there's so many unknowns but this has been pushed ahead 
So I don't think it's too late to to start something like this. It's not too late to stand up together because there, this is uh, it's it's a marathon and not not a sprint. Uh, and we hope that this will be the the start, at least at home here in the UK, uh, of of a wave to try and put scrutiny and accountability in a way that's just not there at the moment through our politicians or the senior doctors and the public health officials. Um, you know, it's just not there. So, so yes, it's, uh, it's, you could say, Tim, the ultimate struggle between good and evil, which we all have an affinity for. Um, and that, you know, where does that begin from? It begins from, from the creator um, and it infuses down into uh, the people on earth. And yep. we all have our battles and we all have our demons to face interpersonally in our own private lives but it doesn't stop there yeah yeah can you give us some examples um i know the only the only lady i missed certain parts of the live thing I was back and forth doing some stuff here in the house but there was one lady uh jana i think was her name um where is she from where where are some of these people and what are their specialties as to where they come out uh in in line with you because you're a specialist too you're you're a psychiatrist right did i get that yes. correct okay i got the right Perfect. one okay yeah. psychiatrist but but there are some others who are medical doctors there are others who are doctors of different things their specialties and stuff how many people do you have working on this and if you wouldn't mind i mean i can throw up your your website here but if there's something that's put together to where people can continually follow what's going on there that you guys are doing maybe they have ideas and input that they can give you guys, maybe something that you haven't thought about. I think that's always a wise thing. The Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of, of, of counselors. Um, maybe they can contribute to that or whatever. But can you tell us some of the people, what is the specialties they're in, and maybe something of why they even got involved with you in the first place in doing this? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, so so you mentioned Dr. Jana Van der Paul. So she is uh, a general practitioner. And this is, I think, the equivalent of a family physician uh, in the U.S. So they're on the front line uh, as close as you can get. So most people who don't have emergencies. You call your your family doctor and you have an appointment with them. And from 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 and and she's one of several uh, primary care physicians uh, in the in the video. And we've got a lot more in the group. And and, and it's and this is really important because these are the doctors that see. Um, Know, what the population is going through, what the public is going through, they are the ones that know their patients in the community better than any other doctor, better than any other specialist. And uh, what primary care doctors are seeing is that there's 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 just an avalanche of people coming in with unexplained problems, uh, often linked uh, to jab, uh, to the injuries from the from the COVID jabs. And, and after a while, it gets difficult to ignore. And so you've got the, the very brave doctors who are willing to stand up and to say, look, enough is enough. You know, one may be okay, unfortunate, two may be a coincidence. But when you're getting in the tens and hundreds, you know, th there comes a point where you have to decide whether you want to live a life of dignity or just subservience to falsehood. Uh, and I think that's been a, a key driver for many of the doctors to stand up. Uh, alongside the primary care physicians, we have uh we have an uh, amazing cardiologist a heart specialist dr dean patterson uh and uh, he, he's spoken at length about the increase of uh, a very rare condition myocarditis uh the increase of uh, cardiac arrests uh it's just unprecedented over the last two years and the only thing that's changed 
uh, is that we've had this job that's had been rolled out. Uh, and uh, he, he talks very articulately in trying to be objective about, on his clinical decision making. Uh, but, you know, it's difficult to ignore. It's difficult to ignore just what is happening. Um, and it, it overlaps with, with the rollout of the jabs. We've got uh, very uh, amazingly a, a, a professor in oncology, a cancer expert, who's saying that he's seeing all kinds of uh, lumps and bumps and new cancers that are coming that he's just not seen. He's very senior. So he's had many years of experience. And this is just alien to him. He's not seen anything like this before. Uh, and in particular, aggressive forms of cancer coming back in patients who've been stable for a long period of time. And, and, and through his systematic kind of review of the patients and their histories, you know, it's a jab that's the common denominator. Uh, again, when there's more than a few, it's difficult to ignore. So the doctors are speaking from their own experience. We've got um, uh, specialists in uh, obstetrician and gynecology talking about concerns uh, of the jab on fertility on pregnant women it's just not been tested we've we've made the same mistakes before and one of the doctors talks about thalidomide uh, which was something that was promoted uh, and then withdrawn because of devastating consequences we've, we've made the same mistake before and it, it seems it feels as though we're, we're doing it over and over again um, and so so we, we've got a whole breadth of uh, of doctors working on this um in that way and we're very kind of blessed for, for that to be the case because the more specialties you have the more credibility and credence you have about the message that you're saying that it's not just a fringe group you know, we're definitely not a fringe group and we represent many more doctors who are who, who, who are being censored um who are not able to speak out uh, and we hope that this will kind of promote that change um and give give people the confidence to make changes you know i've had to make changes and sacrifices in my professional and, and personal life in order to be able to do this um, and everyone will get there at their own time um, and 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 yes and as far as uh, uh, how many people are on this we have a, a small core group um, uh, that we call the, the committee trying to coordinate things but really we're open to anyone any suggestions anyone to reach out to us um, and to give us uh, ideas uh, suggestions, you know, we're really open to that. By by no means, this is uh, a kind of a playbook that we're using that we've written. This is very new for all of us. We're trying to figure our way through this. None of us are experts in in this type of thing. Uh, but we, we're really kind of uh, buoyed by the by the love and the unity between the group, but then also and also the the response to people like yourself and your audience and and, and everyone who's contacted us just in the in the last last few days. Uh, our, our website is doctors for patientsuk.com so you can see the the video from there and you can get in contact uh through our website as well and and we welcome any any comments and uh, any contributions people like to make okay all right i've i'm gonna well i was gonna i was pulling that up here just a second just so people see it and then i will drop it in the in the chat a little bit this is it right uh no if you type in oh uh, it went drop... to you i don't know why i put that in there hang on let me just yeah. try it again. I don't know why it took. Uh, somehow my uh, my cursor here is a little bit slow. Okay, doctor. Whoops, doctors for patients. UK.com. I had that typed in. I don't know what went on. Something happened like this. Okay, now I'm getting this thing where I have to go through this stuff. And they. So, guys, if it says your connection is not. Pro see, it sends it me over here. You may want to have your web person check that out. 
Okay, uh, I'll check it out. So it's doctorsforpatientsuk.com. What we've noticed is there have been some weird weird uh, uh, activities on our website. People okay. trying to block people to get in. I'm not surprised at that. Um, but if you can share the, the web link uh, and hopefully people can get, can log into that and, and, and check the video out for themselves. But we, we yeah, we've got a team on that constantly trying to firefight. And I think it's one of those things that you expect unfortunately yeah well it, we've had other people who are on and they had very similar things to that as well i was going to uh, bring in something uh because because again i think that uh you know i think scripture should be guiding us uh in what we're doing and i would encourage you and the and the people that you're meeting with to go to the scriptures and to look there god i think has given us the ability and I, my cursor is just messing with me i'm just trying to bring up um, so some specific things here, but uh, because I want people to understand when when Bradley and I have talked about some of these things, um, it's there's been a there's been this idea that some people think that we're being mean or harsh or cruel or something like this. But I want people to understand part, at least partly, why we're dealing with this. Yes, we're dealing with it because wicked men are doing what they're doing. But why are wicked men doing what they're doing? It's because the people who would say that they're good aren't doing the good. And God has to get our attention. And it's interesting, when you go back in Deuteronomy 6, he says, you teach your children diligently his commands, you have them in your, your heart, and then you teach them to your kids. And he says, you do that so that when you come into the land, you got houses you didn't build, you got vineyards you didn't plant, you got all this stuff I'm giving you, and I kick the other people out for all these things that I'm telling you not to do. There's this issue that, that people don't learn naturally from the goodness of God. They learn from his judgments. The Bible says he's known by his judgments. This, is, this comes from Isaiah chapter 26, and here's verse, verse 10. Let favor be showed to the wicked, yet he will not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness will he deal unjustly and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. In other words, you can take godless men, you can give them all the goodies that God has given, them, given to them, and they will thumb their nose in his face like a little brat, and they will tell him, no, we will not submit to you. We want your goodies. You be our little genie in the bottle, but we're not going to submit to you. This is what we're up against, Ali. We're up against people who have thumbed their nose at God, thumbed their nose at man, and said, we don't care about any of you. We're going to live, eat, drink, be merry. We're going to do what we're going to do, and we're going to rule the world. And you know anybody that has that mindset is psychotic. Uh, not only sinful and reprobate, but psychotic. Uh, and yet the Bible says these things come that people might know who the Lord is, and that they might repent. We, I mean, the message of the gospel is repent. It's to turn from sin and to turn to God, be reconciled to him through his son, the Lord Jesus. So, you know, we're down to about three and a half minutes here, Ali. Is there anything that you would else that you would point people, maybe a final word of exhortation and encouragement? Because here's the thing. I'm tired of hearing about investigations. I'm tired of hearing about parades and, and walks and protests and stuff. This has gone on far too long for that. And somebody's got somebody's to come to an end with this. We've got to bring it to an end. And it's going to take some resolve to go beyond the, the normal things that we're seeing of just investigations and protests and stuff like that. So I want to turn it over to you if you want to say any final words to the audience about that. 
yeah, thank you, Tim. It's beautiful the, the the scripture that you you, you just reviewed, and I, and I think it's a great point to finish on. I, I think it's it's all to do with the endeavor. So so the outcome we don't believe is in our hands. You know, the outcome is something that uh, stays with God or the Creator or the Designer. You know, we can only endeavor and strive to do our best, and, and the rest. You know, we have to leave. We have to leave. We can't say, well, I'm going to achieve this. We're going to make this stop all of a sudden. Because no one knows how to do that. But what we do know is what we can do ourselves with our own hands in our own communities. And it's striving for the good in whatever shape that comes. And it's not predefined. And you can only get into that frame of mind if you've struggled or had adversity, and I work with a lot of people, I understand how people think and the minds work. It's an integral part of what I do. And no one grows or no one reflects unless they go through a period of adversity. Growth comes through pain. If you don't have any pain or any suffering. No gain. <laughs> no, there's no gain, yeah. And these... these uh, you know, these terms that we have grow, grown up with, this is they have very deep origins. So if you have an easy life, you know you're just going to wallow in gluttony because that's that's part of our nature. So you know God knows our nature; He made, created our nature, but He also gives us adversity in order for us to fulfil our true potential. Uh, and this is what I see day in day out through my job: people suffering, but then also people growing through that pain and, and 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 through that tragedy and it's not about being hard on god or being hard on oh why is life so terrible you know it's an opportunity for for change but you know th that's what we're trying to encourage between ourselves individually as a group in our communities amen uh, and the ultimate end you know we can't you know we can't take ownership around that but we need to know that we did everything we could yes and uh, for ourselves for our relationship with god our relationship with our community, our children. And we're supposed to be role models here, not people who go and, and hide behind the chair uh, and say yes to everything. Yep. Um, and this is as much about the coming generations as it is uh, the, 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 the adults now. You know, we need to inspire our young people because they're the future. Uh, and, and, and part, you know, we all have selfish reasons why we want to do this. Yep. You know, we need to inspire our own children, our own families. Uh, and, you know, if that means we're on the line, then so do it. You know? yep. Dr. Ali Ajaz, thank you for joining us. Guys, you can check him out at drdraliajaz.co.uk uh, for more information. We appreciate you coming on. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. We'll be back in with you in the morning, 6 a.m. Adios.